1: Welcome into another episode of the News for Jags podcast. Jamal Saints here with Justin Barney. Justin, Jaguars just wrapped up another day of training camp practice. Uh, a little bit of a different scenery here today since the team had to move inside. So uh, uh, didn't do it yesterday when it was really hot, but they did do it today. So yeah,
0: disappointing for the fans. This is the last yeah. practice that was open to fans, so no autograph line at the end. Big mm-hmm. bolts of lightning, thunder coming on in pra- in period seven, so they push things inside. And- I'm glad they pushed things inside because it was cooking out there, but the last practice before they head up to Detroit, last practice, fans can attend. Next time the fans will be able to see the Jaguars Preseason game here, Miami, a week from Saturday. But yep. I like where they're at in Detroit.
1: Yeah, they're, they're they're excited to go up there. I think the team still remembers that Detroit game from late last season. Um, I've had more than one player now mention that, and I heard that uh, Evan Ingram mentioned it in his like post-practice speech to, to remind the team that they owe these guys just a little bit of extra work out there on the practice field. But it was field.
0: what. Let's be optimistic. It was what happened after that Lions shellacking, <laughs> That we're going to take away.
1: From last season. Well,
0: that the, game, that game was a change. Well, I mean, to me that's
1: not year. the that's not the one that they're remembering, but they they remember. Right. okay. So the, you know, they're the, basically they want to go up there and have a good showing over the next couple of days, um, which is good. I know the one thing that that's different here. We've reached that point in the training camp. I think Doug Peterson called them the dog days mm-hmm. of camp. Well, you've reached the point where like the corners and DBs know the wide receivers that they're lining up against, know how they want to run routes. There's. That it starts to get a little bit less about the competition and more about the preparation. Right. Um, so seeing some new faces will help uh, uh, to really see what the competition will be like on Sunday. Yeah,
0: and you hear from players, and they say the two joint practices are probably more valuable than an actual preseason game sure. because you're going to A, get more reps, you're going to see those starters far more than you would in a preseason game, mm-hmm. B, it's going to be outdoors, and kind of a game atmosphere, and C, it's too days in a row of those joint practices. So instead of hitting Jaguars players, Darius Williams hitting Calvin Ridley or something like that, you're Mm -hmm. gonna get Jameson Williams against Tyson Campbell. You're gonna get Jared Goff trying to uh, pick apart these defensive backs for the Jaguars. So I think these two practice days are valuable. We touched on it yesterday. It'd be nice to see one of those here. And Doug and Trent I think want to bring a couple of those here in the future. But I think it's going to be good. We're gonna learn a lot about the team from these joint practices. And I think it's good for the Jaguars heading into a preseason game where your starters may not play much at all.
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. I think one thing that I kind of took from today's practice when they were doing some of their 11 on 11 stuff, Greg Jr., was with that first-team defense. He's a guy that we keep talking about in mm-hmm. one of the few spots where a starting job is really open, and the Jaguars are getting a look at him. And these joint practices over the next couple of days are gonna be key for him. Yep. How does he match up against some of those wide receivers? He got those first-team reps, and then he was staring at Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. Uh, those uh, <laughs> matchups didn't go so well for Greg, but those are the sorts of guys he's going to see on Sundays. Yep. Those are the sorts of things that you wanna see from a young player to you get that sort of test.
0: Yeah, and you're... We've talked about this probably from our first podcast to now, and just there's so few positions in the starting eleven on each side that are actually open to true competition. That nickel corner is one. Your teams are going to spend the base defenses now. How much tilted it is to those five corners, safeties, those guys in the secondary. So you've got to have a you know a, a guy back there. Trey Herndon is serviceable. They've won games with Trey Herndon. Mm-hmm. You kind of know what his ceiling is at this point. Greg Jr. is that young guy and spent last year as a practice squad player and right. had an unbelievably good preseason debut trying to make this roster. And they're positioning Greg Jr. for that spot. They've talked about him all season. Mm-hmm. He's actually come out and done it. You know, for a seventh-round pick a year ago, his Six. name is sixth-round pick. He, his name has been on the lips of a lot of upper-tier Jaguars administration guys. I mean, Trent Baalke has talked about him, Doug Peterson, Great. Mike Caldwell. There have been a lot of guys hoping that Greg Jr. can take the next step.
1: He has a legitimate chance. One other thing on that defense that I keep kind of noticing, and I'm wondering if we're gonna put the pieces together. When that second unit goes in, we see a whole lot more three safety looks than we necessarily see with the starters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Today, while they were doing a lot of things, Daniel Thomas, Andrew Weir, Antonio Johnson were clustered together on the field quite a few times. Obviously, Johnson was the guy playing the slot when those three were out there. Uh, Interesting to see how that'll carry over to when the starting units get those Yeah, and those, those again, breaths.
0: that's three solid second-tier guys. I mean, Antonio mm-hmm. thought maybe we could, he could be that nickel guy, the heavy nickel guy on that first-team offense. Yeah. And, I, but I like those second-team. I like, you know, what Daniel Thomas is capable of. He's right. a veteran guy who's played well in Jacksonville. Dewey's kind of become the, the face of this new Jaguars you know, the, the rallying cry. Of, it was always a jag, become a fan favorite. And actually is a very good second guy, a special teams core guy. And I don't feel bad about those three safeties. And I, I do not at all. I mean, last year, probably more of a liability at this point. In camp, if you ask me about, you know, two of those guys and then another rookie. But I like those three guys as second team players.
1: All right. As we kind of have this as a little bit of a preview going into Detroit, we have to talk about the one thing that Sadly, is going to be a, a big talking point. It's going to be Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson. Right. Those two players are going to be compared for the rest of their career. They're very different kinds of players and can impact the game in different ways, but they're going to be on the field at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I talked to Trayvon over the offseason, he was like, look, I, I'm not worried about it. He, he said, I know what comes with this. But it's going to be something that's going to pop yeah, up especially absolutely. if one of them makes a play and the other one doesn't it's going to be something that people are talking about and that's just the pressure that both of them have to be able to live with
0: yeah it's similar to a Peyton Manning Ryan Leaf situation
1: smaller scale of course but you you're just talking, don't want Trayvon to be the Ryan Leaf you're right
0: you're right and I don't think Trayvon is in that instance but of course I mean we knew last year going into the season hey Nutton was going to have a far better rookie he was prepared played that natural position going to a hometown team playing on turf I mean it was just set up for Aiden Hutchinson to have that success early on in his rookie. Sure. Trayvon didn't. We knew Trayvon was a project coming in because he did not have a position. love the upside of Trayvon Walker, Trent Baalke, Doug Peterson, loved that intangibles, how he could play out in his second, third year. They knew it was going to be a transition year for him. Mm-hmm. So you're playing the longer game with Trayvon Walker That's it. and you're playing the, you knew what Aiden Hutchinson, I remember you talking last year, you knew what Aiden Hutchinson's ceiling in the NFL could be. Yeah. and you know you didn't know Trayvon's but he had a far higher ceiling right and Aiden Hutchinson I think you saw last year what he was going to be a consistent nine ten eleven sack a year guy but Trayvon far more disruptive Jaguars brass was not down on Trayvon whatsoever after last season not you know not like fans were three and a half sacks not big production but Trayvon again I think his best years are ahead
1: definitely and hopefully this year is going to be a big one for him because the pass rush could definitely use a little bit of a Infusion of juice uh, uh, from Trayvon Walker. So we'll keep an eye on that. Again, the team's going up for joint practices on Wednesday and Thursday of this Mm -hmm. week. That second preseason game is set for Saturday. Uh, We'll have coverage of all that, and then we're kind of turning the page to that third and final preseason game as they get ready to wrap up training camp. So we'll keep you up to date with everything. As always, you can find more News for Jags content over on newsforjags.com, and we'll see you next time.